change comes from voting for the candidates you believe in, not for voting against the people you don't. Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. Cardio Miracle, folks. I've been touting Cardio Miracle now for just about half a year, and I got to say, yes, the Cardio Miracle difference is real. So if you want to experience the Cardio Miracle difference for yourself, like yours truly, and what is that? Better sleep, better workouts, better pump at the gym, plus a better healthy heart. Yes, super important, especially as you get older in age. So check out Cardio Miracle. It's designed with nitric oxide to help improve your heart health. And folks, you have nothing to lose because there's quite literally a 100% money back guarantee. So join the tens of thousands of other folks who have started to revitalize their heart health today. Head to the show notes here uh, in the video or to briannicholshow.com forward slash heart. Join the tens of thousands of others who are experiencing the Cardio Miracle difference today. I guarantee your heart will thank you. One more time, CardioMiracle.com. All right, folks, let's go ahead and talk about, yes, voting for candidates you actually believe in, not the ones you don't. If you want to go ahead and vote for a candidate you believe in out in West Virginia, today's candidate might be uh, the, the one that maybe piques your interest. Joining us today, running for a libertarian president, or president, governor of West Virginia, Erica Kalenich. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, Erica. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. And yes, thank you for joining us on New Year's uh, here as we're celebrating yes. 2024. We've kicked into a brand new year. And Erica, with that, it's an election year. So folks are naturally preparing to head to the polls this November. It feels weird to say, but let's go ahead. Paint the picture, Erica. You're running for uh, governor of West Virginia as a big L libertarian. I sure folks want to hear more about that. But first, do us a favor, introduce yourself. And also, why a libertarian? Why are you running for office with that big L next to your name? Yeah, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm running for governor here in West Virginia, and I'm really running for a lot of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is in West Virginia, we like a lot of states, but even more so do the same tired old things over and over and over again. And what we do in West Virginia is we vote for the same tired old people with the same tired old ideas. And in West Virginia, people have themselves convinced that um, Republicans are the only option and that Republicans and their primary are going to decide the election. And it's the same old recycled Republicans literally the same old recycled Republicans. They're the son of the senator and the, the son of the U.S. congresswoman. It's the, literally the same recycled thing. So I want to bring something different, new, and exciting to West Virginia. So I'm running for governor. And I'm running for governor as a libertarian because I believe in libertarian ideas. I believe in libertarian and freedom and libertarian solutions. And secondarily, the only opportunity we have for ballot access in West Virginia is the governor's race. So it's a very important race for big L libertarians in West Virginia. It's the only opportunity we have for people who want to run 
down ballot type races um, run for um, you know, local races in their communities. So the governor's race is very, very important as our ballot access race in West Virginia. Gotcha. So Erica, now this isn't to pick on you, but I heard a lot about why it's important for libertarians that you're running for office. But let's talk about those those uh, West Virginia nights. Is that the right terminology? I don't know. We're going to go with it today. Um, let's, let's look sure. at those folks, those voters in West Virginia, besides yeah. getting somebody different than a, I guess, a, a tried and true Republican What's in it for them? Why would they want to consider a libertarian for governor versus what you've identified as a status quo? Well, because the Republicans really aren't giving what they sell. Um, they aren't giving any real change. They're not really giving any tax changes here in West Virginia. They're not really giving any new and different ideas. And they're not really moving the needle toward any type of conservative values or anything different and new in West Virginia. They make a lot of promises and then they deliver nothing. Um, they deliver no real new tax breaks. They deliver no real new economic growth. They didn't deliver real, no real new anything. And so I think that West Virginia needs something different. We continue to be at the bottom of every bad list that you can imagine. Um, and we're not, we're not moving. Um, we're not moving beyond the bottom five of any of those lists. And it's time for something different. And the Republicans and certainly the Democrats aren't giving us anything different in West Virginia. So well, we need new ideas. Well, let's let's dig into that then. Uh, the, the voters of West Virginia aren't getting anything different. What would look different with a big L libertarian uh, running for office and fingers crossed winning the governorship? Sure. Well, I think the first thing is here in West Virginia, we have a pretty big crisis in our jails. There's actually been a state of emergency that's been declared. I believe it's been in excess of the past 18 months in our jails in West Virginia. And that has been due to shortage of Department of Correction workers. We actually have our National Guardsmen in our jails working to fill roles. And part of that is because we're incarcerating people that we shouldn't incarcerate. And when you talk to the folks who are in office, um, the Republicans and the Democrats here in West Virginia, the only thing they talk about is how can we um, how can we pay people at the Department of Corrections more? How can we add to their salaries? How can we spend more taxpayers' money um, increasing the budgets at the Department of Corrections to take care of that problem? And that's not working. We've been trying it for the past several years, and it's not working at all. And no one ever talks about any new ideas. So what we need to do is look at what is the, what's the problem that's causing the understaffing issue, right? And it's overpopulation of the jails. So my thought is we get some folks out of the jails who don't need to be there. So let's take people who were incarcerated because they're um, addicts. Let's take people who were incarcerated because they committed things that shouldn't be crimes in the first place, like um, drug possession, drug use. Let's let those folks out. Let's let them f fill the jobs shortage. Um, in West Virginia, we only have about 40% of the folks who live in West Virginia who are involved in the workforce, which is causing an economic crisis. Businesses that want to be in West Virginia have a hard time filling jobs. 
let's let those folks out so they can fill the jobs, um, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Then you don't need as many people working in the jails. And we've solved that problem. There's a massive corruption in our Department of Corrections, which is a major, major issue. There are lots of people, um, lots of lawsuits right now um, in the regional jail authority. There are people who are um, people who are dying, inmates who are being mistreated. Um, the governor did do something great recently, which is he fired some folks. But one of the things that he's not doing is getting rid of that um, problem from the top up. And um, that's what I want to do is get rid of that problem from the top up. So there's a major criminal justice reform that needs to happen in West Virginia that's not happening right now. Gotcha. And I heard you um, hint at the economic implications as well. So I guess that would lead me to believe, as you were kind of outlining here, with only 40 percent of folks actually working in West Virginia, it sounds like there may be some red tape and some roadblocks, I'm guessing, bureaucracies within the state itself, I'm sure, are playing a very significant role in that. Erica, talk to us about what the economic plans for your uh, campaign would look like. It's time to elevate your refreshment game, minus the alcohol. Introducing Liquid Freedom by Blood of Tyrants, the zero sugar, all natural, zero alcohol tea fueled by Yerba Mate. Say no to artificial additives and say yes to an energizing tea that'll keep you going all day long. Revolutionize your taste buds and support freedom and also save 10% off your order by using code TBNS at checkout. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash tea and celebrate transparency and redefine your beverage experience with Liquid Freedom. Sure. Um, right now, you know, our playbook has always been we offer here in West Virginia sweetheart deals to large out-of-state corporations to come to West Virginia and locate here. And that never seems to work out. There's a lot of false promises that are made to West Virginians that the um, Republicans and the Democrats never fulfill and never deliver on. What I want to do is simply make it easier for the businesses who are already here to operate. We're a very, very, very heavily regulated state. Um, we do silly things in West Virginia. For example, if you own a convenience store in West Virginia, you are told from which alcohol distributor you are permitted to buy your beer. Meaning if you're headed into a Labor Day weekend and your beer supply is really, really low, you can't just call around to all the wholesalers that have beer and say, hey, you know, who has drivers available? Who can fill my stock? Um, you have contracts and the state of West Virginia dictates who you can buy from. So we do things that really handcuff businesses in West Virginia and make it as difficult as possible for them to operate. You have to have a certificate of need in West Virginia to operate a trash company, meaning if you want to drive around as a guy with a pickup truck and haul away people's trash, you have to demonstrate to the West the state of West Virginia that there's a need in the state for you to do so. So we make it impossible for businesses to operate. So my plan for economic growth in West Virginia simply involves just tearing down all the walls that the government has put up to make it hard for businesses to operate. Bust down those walls and make it easier. You talked about individual liberties on your website, and uh, obviously during COVID uh, in the past three years, four years now, my goodness, time goes fast. Uh, we all experienced firsthand the implications of draconian COVID lockdown measures. Now, I experienced that in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, before I moved to Indiana. Other folks, as I moved out here to Indiana, were like, 
you have a lockdown going on in Philadelphia. What? So I'm, I'm guessing that's a part of these individual liberties you've outlined there, Erica. But what else um, have you identified as some areas touching on the individual liberties um, you know, area that you want to uh, focus more upon with your campaign? Well, I think that a lot of people, um, when they think about liberty, they think about um, just themselves. And one of the goals of my campaign, I mean, campaigns can be effective for lots of reasons, right? Um, you can win, um, you can maintain ballot access, and ultimately my goal is to win. But if something were to happen and I don't win, one of the goals that I really have is just educating people about liberty and educating people that liberty does, doesn't just mean liberty for you that you have to be comfortable if you're if you're going to preach about the idea of liberty you have to be comfortable understanding that that means the idea of liberty for everyone um meaning don't you know don't just not tread on me don't tread on anyone and one of the goals of my campaign is really getting out there in the community and making people understand that liberty means liberty in every aspect of everyone's life meaning the government should never be telling you what to do in any situation as long as you're not harming someone else's property or interfering with somebody's with someone's body and i think that that's a really you know abstract principle for a lot of people to understand and one of the goals of my campaign is really getting out and making sure that um, people understand that so let's maybe dig into that one a little bit sure. in more detail because this has been yeah. an area not necessarily of contention but rather an area of um maybe some confusion that we've had here on the show and and really the the lines here are quite gray and erica i would love to hear as you're kind of you know making your case to a much more red west virginia what that line is and and that line we're referring to here is when we're talking about what harm constitutes as for example now now that this issue has become you know very very uh, topical obviously with the the past year but you know drag queen story hours for example right yeah. there is no uh there is no immediate harm being done on children however one could argue and i think very much uh with with the data on their side that the perversion of the basic understandings of normalcy does impact children and the future generations very much so in a negative standpoint with not only confusing kids but then leading to them questioning their own gender their own sexuality which i mean for a child as a, a dad with a, a young daughter i i say absolutely not so for me erica i'm a little bit in the gray area myself where is this line of harm and frankly how does a populace. Now, you mentioned the word government in terms of reacting to that harm. And, and we got, I guess we have to figure out what's the best way to deal with something like this when it is in such a gray area. Sure. Well, so there's a lot of aspects to what you're talking about, right? So if you're talking about, you know, drag queen story hour, I suppose, first of all, we have to decide where is it happening, right? Is it happening in a government building or is it happening at a private restaurant? So if it's happening at a private restaurant, I think we have to treat it just like we would a just like we would a church. Um, if a parent decides they want to take their child to a drag queen story hour, they should have just as much right to do that as a parent who takes their child to church. And, you know, maybe you agree with that. 
maybe you disagree with that. There's going to be people who disagree with parents taking their child to a Catholic church. They're going to be a, you know, people who disagree with parents taking their children to a pagan church. But the fact of the matter is that's a parent's right to take their child where they want to take their children. Parents should be able to take their children to a drag queen story hour. If it's at a private, if it's at a private place, um, a restaurant, um, a place where they serve brunch. Certainly the, the question is, is there a time when it crosses over from, you know, are they reading fairy tales or are they reading something that crosses the line into something of a, a sexual nature, I guess. Um, if it crosses the line of a sexual nature, then there are there, there are laws against that, right? Hey, Erica, but if it is just simply, really quick, yeah. though, and, and I guess this is just me being an old fuddy-duddy here, but yeah. I mean, isn't it by the very nature of a drag queen? It's a grown adult dressing sexually Therefore, the very act of them reading the book to a child by its nature is a sexual, not necessarily act, but it's, it's definitely sexual in tone. Oh, I don't think so. No? I've seen drag queens. It depends on how the drag queens dress up. Hmm. I've seen drag queens dressed in prom gowns with hair done. There's nothing sexual about it. It's just somebody dressed up. Well, let me just dressed up. challenge that, though, because sure. they're, they're dressing up in the opposite sex. So I'm, I'm going by the very definition of sex, right? It is sexual in a biological sense that the clothing that they are portraying themselves in is pre predominantly, no, in this case is 1000% in a manner to show the opposite of their biological sex. So it, sure. it might not be air quote, sexy or sexualized clothing. However, the nature in the cross-dressing itself is sexual in its undertone. Sure. And I guess I should have used the word pornographic. It's, mm. it's not pornographic, right? It doesn't cross that level into being something that if you showed a child and it was a someone who was biologically that gender, it would be inappropriate. Um, so it's not something where somebody is in a state of declothedness or there's a sexual act. And, and that's what I meant. There are certain things that you can't show a child or it becomes a crime. Um, in other words, pornographic material. So until it crosses the line of pornographic material, I think that that's, that's the parent's choice. And it's the parent's choice just as much as taking, taking the child to church. And I, there are certainly some, I understand there are some people that disagree with that, but that's that's what I think individual liberties are. I think once we start interfering with parents' abilities to do that, then we have to start saying, well, you know, maybe they shouldn't be um, taking them to this church because that might interfere with their, you know, ability to, you know, make sound decisions about what religion they want to be. I just think it's it's a dangerous line to start to cross, and unless they're doing something criminal, it really has to be the parent's job to decide. Gotcha. Understood. I don't want to beat a dead horse on this topic, but sure. th this has definitely been an area that now, now let me rewind a little bit before I go down this rabbit hole. Um, as the goal of this show, it is to help libertarians, both big L and small L 
effectively sell and, and market our ideas, message our ideas, not to other libertarians, but to, to non-libertarians. Because frankly, in order to grow the movement, that's our, that's our, our, not just our goal, that's our requirement. We have an obligation to be able to do that if we expect to see anything from an actual growth standpoint. So I guess my, my looking at this issue, libertarians are right in the argument of government out of people's lives. Um, now, as a former Republican and someone who still has quite a few associations and relationships with people who would still identify as a big R Republican, um, I just know that hearing the idea of comparing drag queen story hour with bringing a kid to church is going to just make people's brains blow up, right? And I think it's because there has been such a shift in the Overton window, Erica. And I'd love to hear your your uh, your perspective on this because the context in terms of what was considered to be acceptable behavior back not even let, let's not even go back to like the 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 straw man 50, you know, the 50s mentality, 60s mentality. Let's go back to like when I was a kid. Let's go to the 90s, right? The the normal person from 1993 to 2023, that person is a bigot a homophobe, a racist. You 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 can call that person every name in the book. Not because I know who they are and what their actual beliefs are, but because they were a normal person in the 90s. And a normal person in the 90s had normal views towards biology, towards sex, towards what was considered to be acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Now, we all understand what good behavior is when we see it. And frankly, we all kind of know what bad behavior is when we see it. I guess... I'm stuck on why why is it that libertarians are finding it part of our messaging not to turn the conversation away from the drag queens, but rather ask the question, why does a drag queen need to be reading a storybook to a kid in the first place? Sure. And, and I don't I don't necessarily think I, I guess to answer your question. I don't necessarily think a drag queen does need to be reading a storybook to a child. But my point is, if a drag queen, if a parent wants to take their kid there, that's none of my business. It's none of your business. It's none of this guy's business. It's just none of our business. Just like it's none of our business, you know, what what anybody else is doing with their kids as long as it's not hurting, hurting their kid. Um, so I, I guess, you know, it, to, I, to answer your question, if we start digging into why does the drag queen have to be reading a storybook to a child, we start digging into why are these people making these choices, which to be honest, is just none of our damn business. <laughs> it's, it's live and let live, right, man? Like that, that's as a libertarian, what I believe live and let live. And it's none of my business why they're doing what they're doing. Do I have to like it? No. Do I have to accept it? No. Do I have to take my kid to the drag queen story hour? I don't. No, that's fair. Absolutely fair. Um, and, and, that, and frankly, Erica, that's the question that I'm asking you here on this show, because I can guarantee that when you go out into the public and you're talking to uh, much more rock ribbed Republicans out there, they're not going to be oh, as sure. nice <laughs> in their in their responses, because I, for them, this is a very I 100% agree. Right. This is a very and, emotional and, you know, issue. It is. And the reason that I compare it to church is not because I, I, I think it's an apples to apples comparison. It's because I want them 
to understand. I want them to understand that the second that you start interfering with that parent's choice that they're making for that child, and you let the government start interfering with the choice that that parent is making for that child, Life's too short just to get by. If chronic pain, anxiety, and poor sleep are holding you back, then Evil's CBD is here to help. Embrace the natural, calming, and anti-inflammatory properties of CBD. Unlock a healthier, more vibrant life. Go to briannicholshow.com forward slash Evil's and use code TBNS. Save 15% today. Thrive with Evil's. One more time, that's briannicholshow.com forward slash Evil's. And now, back to the show. And the tides flip, and one day, those people, whoever they might be, are the elected people in power. You've now set a precedent where they can start interfering with the choices that you're making for your child. And those important choices that you think you're, might, that you're making for your child might be where you're taking your child to church. Let so me, you just um, need to think about that. Let me um, add this one little caveat to this. And, and this kind of goes sure. to your role as you're running for governor of West Virginia. And that is much more in the ideas of federalism. Would it make yeah. sense for the, the citizens, the residents of West Virginia to look at you and say, Erica, as governor, Governor Erica, um, we, we don't want this. We, we do not want our kids being taught trans stuff by trans folks all this kind of stuff we don't want our kids confused whether it's at school you know and we don't want this done at a federal level we just want this done at a west virginia level or let's even take it a step further if there was a locality in west virginia who was like you know what we we just we don't want this for here what's the libertarian i guess perspective on that sure i think you can vote with your feet I think if, if there's if there's a group of people who want to live in a community and they you know they want to pass that, but I think it has to be done by community vote. I don't think it can be done by a governmental organization. So if you want to have a vote that you put on a ballot that members of the community vote on, not elected officials that are government officials, and they say we the members of this community vote that this these are the standards that we want to implement for this community i think that that's completely fine there you go okay cool so i think that's a good middle ground then for uh, for some folks more on the right hand side of the aisle um now how about this erica we are unfortunately a little hard pressed for time so we're going towards our final thoughts segment um and as we wrap things up here today i would love just to you know kind of kick things off and i'll turn things over to you um when we're talking about libertarians running for electoral office, right? We we know, and trust me, we, we're approaching 800 episodes here of the show. So anybody who's listening knows um, that it's an uphill battle. It has been an uphill battle for 40, 50 years at this point, and it's going to continue to be an uphill battle, which is why we as libertarians have an obligation to uh, run smarter, not harder, which means as we preach here on the show consistently, religiously at this point, meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. And, and with that, make sure that not only are you addressing those issues, but you truly understand those issues. It goes to the why, the why behind people buy, right? And we're talking about buying in this uh, situation. It's a buying decision from a vote standpoint. Erica's not going out and trying to win people's hearts and minds over as a candidate, which 
granted, that might just be a, a nice, happy consequence as her, uh, you know, the result of her going out and trying to earn the vote. But that's what Erica's job is, is to earn the vote. So to you candidates out there who are running as big L libertarians, please just know your role. Know that your job is not necessarily going out there to, to win hearts and minds, but rather to win those votes. Now, if you want to be a messenger, just know that your your role as a messenger is going to be a little bit different than the role as a candidate. And with that, your your kind of your goals are going to be different along the way. So I just want to make sure we're we're not you, Erica, but Everybody listening who are candidates or activists know the difference. And I think actually we talked about this with Larry Sharp um, back a couple of months ago where Larry, you know, completely uh, went through and articulated, I think it was three different versions of libertarians. We have the libertarian activist, the party leader, and then the candidate, right? So we need all three of those folks, but it comes down to what's your strength? What are you good at? So I challenge you members of the audience, find out what you're you're good at. And then with that, you know, not saying this condescendingly, but know your lane, know your role. And with that, do as best as you can. That's my final thoughts for today, Erica. What do you have on your end? Well, um, First of all, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, second of all, for those of you who are listening, um, if you're in West Virginia, um, we can always use help. Um, we can always use help in the Libertarian Party. So if you're listening to this and you're not involved in the Libertarian um, Party, you should be. Um, you should go to lpwb.org and check us out. Come to meetings, join us, um, and get involved. We love help. And if you're listening to this and you would like to help with our campaign, you can go to my website, which is nowisthetimewv.com, and you can donate. You can find out more information about my campaign. You can join our journey. Awesome. Erica, it has been an absolute pleasure. And yes, thank you for joining us on New Year's Day. Peek behind the curtain, folks. We are recording here on New Year's Day. So yes, thank you. Special thank you to, uh, to Erica for joining us. And folks, if you got some value from today's episode, you know the drill. Go ahead and give it a share when you do. Please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. Facebook and X.com is where you can find me. Erica, where can folks go ahead and find you? It's now is the time wv.com. Any social media links? Oh, yes. Um, I'm on um, Facebook at, um, I'm not sure the exact link, but if you look on Facebook at Erica Kalenich, you will find it. It's, um, my name is right there, but it's K-O-L-E-N-I-C-H. Perfect. And folks who are listening to the audio version of the show, no worries. All these links are going to be in the show notes, or if you are watching the video of the show, uh, over in the description as well. Thank you, Erica, for joining. It's been a great conversation. And uh, folks, if you did, in fact, get some of that value beyond sharing the show, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to give us a five-star rating and review. And when you do so, please let us know that you uh, enjoyed today's episode with Erica. And yes, you love seeing the big L candidates running for elected office because not only does that keep us in uh, people's minds, but also it gives the voters a real third option. And not just a third option, but dare I say, a better option. Find us over on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, or if you want to listen to us on the video version of the show, check out YouTube, Rumble, Ben Swan's Sovereign, spelled S-O-V-R-E-N, or we upload our entire episodes to x.com as well. And uh, one final note is that if you are, in fact, 
enjoying The Brian Nichols Show and you want to support the show, well, please support our sponsors because it is our sponsors who support The Brian Nichols Show that keep us turning the lights on and having amazing conversations with Erica. So whether it's a Cardio Miracle, Ebels, uh, Blood of Tyrants, or their awesome new Energy Tea, Liquid Freedom, BNC Technology Advisors, and more, please head to our sponsor page, support the folks who support us here at The Brian Nichols Show. Every little bit definitely uh, helps us more than you would know. So with that being said, thank you for joining us. And Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Erica Kalenich. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.